Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Move Nourished podcast, where we discuss nutritious eating, functional movement, and herbal medicine to help you move, eat, and live better. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. We're clinical herbalists, movement coaches, and wellness nerds. Let's get started. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to our series on understanding your stress. Today, we're going to teach you how to be a gardener, not a fireman which that doesn't mean anything to you right now, but it, it just so happens to be an excellent metaphor for one of our favorite concepts. And I would argue probably for both of us, a core principle of how we work, and that is salutogenics. Forrest, you want to take it away? What do we mean when we say salutogenics? So salutogenics is a concept that was coined by researcher Aaron Antovinsky from Israel. He had the idea that we should study health-promoting practices for their own net worth mm -hmm. as opposed to for the use of correcting or even preventing disease. So it's the idea that health is more than the absence of disease. Mm -hmm. And so I know it gets commonly talked about in the more alternative natural health field. They talk about preventative medicine. Yeah. And this is still missing the mark because it's like you eat, you know, healthy fruits so that you can prevent heart disease. That, while is a step better than waiting till you have heart disease and then treating it with whatever, it's still not the essence of getting the nourishment, getting the wellness, getting the resources we need for health's sake, health being its own thing, not the absence of something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that this really is missing from the conversation, especially here of our like modern health environment, our modern medical environment. I think many people and many of our listeners would probably agree that there is a lot of nuance and resources and skill and research, and rightly so, around how to prevent disease or at least how to prevent the symptoms of disease. But salutogenics is not really part of the conversation. I think it's just assumed that we're all going to know how to do it or that we all, that it's so intuitive it should be overlooked or that like it's not important. I'm not sure why, but I, I, could not, I would it not just, speak to why. But Yeah, I think it's just like one of the ways we shortchange things in modern society. We talk right. about wellness and we talk about, okay, music or nature connection or a hot cold therapy, any of these wellness promoting activities. And then the first thing that you see is study to prevent the onset of yeah. X disease, study mm -hmm. to help. That is not really the point. Yeah. Health you know, we, for health sake, eat, wellness for wellness sake is, is the point. Yeah. We don't eat vitamin C to not get scurvy. We eat vitamin C because we need vitamin C and it's a part of what our individual nourishment as a species is that we need vitamin C for all these processes. So to think of it only in the sense of if you don't X have enough vitamin y. C, yeah. mm -hmm. you'll get scurvy and maybe if you have or you'll have low immunity or you'll have this, that is missing the mark. And it's not that, of course, it's not like I was saying, it's not that it's not helpful to know how to prevent disease or correct dysfunction or address imbalance. Like, of course, those things are helpful. What we are saying is not that. What we are saying is there's plenty of conversation and nuance and, and attention paid to that. Where there is not enough attention paid is this idea of health promoting practices for the sake of health, not for the sake of correcting or preventing yeah. some sort of specific oh. disease process. 
Yeah. Health being its own marker. Yep. Health being its own own, angle. Yeah. That is be that is more actually than Mm -hmm. just the absence of disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to circle back to our previous episode on and what the heck this has to do with stress, understanding it with understanding the stress response and understanding your stress. If you go back and listen to, if you haven't already, our approach to stress as, through the metaphor of baking a cake, uh, salutogenics is your pantry, right? It yeah. is what Forrest very elegantly called the art of resourcing. Right. So in the, in the baking the cake model, we talked about the ingredients for the cake or whatever you're baking being the resources. So when we have a stressor that we deal with in life, we need resources to handle that. Salutogenics is the study of resourcing. It's the study Mm -hmm. of having the things that we need to foster wellness. Mm -hmm. And Tavinsky's idea is that when you encounter stress with health-promoting resources, then frequently that stressor leads to an advancement of health Whereas when you encounter stressors without the resources to handle them, mm-hmm. then that frequently leads to disease or lack a maladaptive of response. Yeah. And I, the art of resourcing, I just think that's such an elegant way of, of thinking about that. Well, thank you. <laughs> and again, here, the perennial caveat that we will always add is that we fully acknowledge that not everybody has the same ability to practice the art of resourcing. Your access to resources is determined by a lot of different things in an inequitable society. Your access to the physical resources, your access to time, to money, and then your also your access to, in some cases, the skill sets that you would need in order to like make sense out of your struggle or make yeah. coherent, you know, have a coherence around your struggle. Do you want to speak to that a little bit for us? I know that yeah. there's more that you want to say so- about that. Yeah, in, in the research on salutogenics, Antovinsky really loves the term coherence. And so a coherent state is a state that we have the resources to make lemonade out of lemons. You know, it, and he divides that into three components. Coherence has three components. First, it's comprehensibility. So we want to be able to understand stressors that we're faced with. Can we wrap our minds and, around it or not? Can we wrap our minds around it or not? And if we can't wrap our minds around it, it is a much harder thing to cope with. It's mm-hmm. a much harder thing to turn into something that is beautiful. Yeah. The next one is manageability. Can we handle this? Do we have the resources, the physical resources, the internal energy and the time to actually do this thing. So we understand, okay, that's a bunch of lemons and they don't taste very great on their own, but I can make lemonade. But then manageability is the sense of, well, do I have what I need to make lemonade? Do I have the other ingredients? Do I have the time to make lemonade? Do I have the energy in my day to make lemonade? Mm -hmm. And then the final piece is meaning. Meaning making is like, do I like lemonade? Do I want lemonade? (laughs) Do I like lemonade? Yeah. Is is lemonade something that's even useful to me right now? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I got a bunch of lemons and I can make them into lemonade. I have the knowledge, knowledge. I have the ability and the resources to do so. But I'm trying to get to work. I don't need lemonade. Yeah, or like it's the that, middle of winter. I don't want lemonade. It's the middle of lim- winter. I don't want It's not want applicable lemonade. to my life. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the meaningfulness comes in. 
And so that art of resourcing, most of our resources fit into one of those categories. Do they give us the things that we need to understand the stressors that are coming into our life? Do they give us the things that we need to handle the stressors or do they give us a sense of meaning? And yeah. some of those things, I think we're talking more specifically, like there are, there are a lot of looks at specific resources of a resource for that stressor. Mm -hmm. But then there's also a general sense of resourcing for salutogenics, resourcing the general bucket of health and wellness, which then creates a lot more space for resourcing individual stressors. So yes. that's where we talk about, do we have meaning? Do we feel meaning on a daily basis? Do we engage in activities that foster meaningfulness, that foster connection, that foster enchantment? Do we do we build ourselves up with nutrition, with movement skills, with regulation skills, emotional regulation skills? Yeah. Do we build ourselves through self-care and self-cultivation in a way that means that we have more tools in the toolbox to handle stressors? Mm hmm. That is wellness. That is that is salutogenics. So let's give folks an example or two of health promoting practices. What are salutogenic practices? We've mentioned a few, but just to give people a concrete example, what comes to mind first when you think of a salutogenic, a health promoting, a health for health sake practice? Well, not to get meta, but mm -hmm. the first thing I would say with comprehensibility would be what you're doing right now, which mm -hmm. is you're listening to a podcast Super about meta. the nervous system. <laughs> yes. You're learning about your own nervous system, which then means that you theoretically will have better understanding to your nervous system's response to the stressors that you're under. Yes. So I think that, you know, obviously, like we can think learning directly about the stressor. If the stressor is a bear, knowing the difference between a bear and a big friendly sheepdog, like those kind of <laughs> comprehensions. But oftentimes uh, in our modern society of disconnect from our bodies, being able to learn about our own bodies and their responses to stress yes. is a really big resource. Very empowering. In the, mm -hmm. in the comprehensibility category. For sure. How about manageability? You want to tackle that, Alyssa? Sure. Yeah. So I would say what comes to mind for me, manageability, I think also goes back to some of those physical resources if you want to get down to it. Mm -hmm. Manageability is, or even more broadly, what are your habits look like? And do they allow you to, to facilitate a life that's manageable to you? Do your self-care yeah. practices allow you? Are, you? are you showing up for yourself, whether it's like bedtime or screen time or meal planning and making decisions as present you that are going to help future you? So planning out whatever version of that works for you, planning out your meals, getting to bed on time, putting the whatever, the alarm clock out in the thing so you have to go get it or putting time limits on apps on your phone. The first thing that comes to my mind is like, how do you make your life more manageable so that when the stressors come and they will come because that's just life lifing, what are the structures of your life and are those structures engineered to make your life more manageable or are you shooting yourself in the foot a little bit with some of your habits? Yeah. And I think manageability is a place that I really think of going back to our profession of herbalism and functional medicine is stress is more manageable when you have enough magnesium. Stress yeah. is more manageable when you have herbal friends that we've talked about in other episodes that help to foster resilience. Yes. So there's, there's a lot we can do from there. Um, yeah. 
And then the one that came to my mind immediately when you said meaning making would be therapy or journalizing, journaling practices. That's kind of what came to my mind. The first things that came to my mind as practices that assist us in making meaning of the human condition and our, including our struggles. Yeah. And, and I really think I think meaning, meaning making can be very expansive and philosophical. And that's what's really great about yeah, it. Kind of elusive but if we, we want to if we want to anchor it down for a smaller chunk, I would say, look to your own values. Mm. Look to what are your personal values? And what are you living you your life in accordance with this? Yeah. And mm -hmm. yes, are you living your life? And how much of your energy and your resources are you spending towards your own values versus Alignment. towards things that are not? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. How much That's of your, a, how many of your actions and your words and your relationships are in alignment with your values? That's a terrifying that's and a, exhilarating question. It is. And it's a hard, I think it's something where there are a lot of people in our society that don't have the resources of manageability and comprehensibility. And that's something that needs social work. But we also live in a society where if you are middle class to upper class and you have the internet and you have some money in the bank, you probably can find supplements and gadgets to make things manageable. And you can probably read all kinds of stuff and listen to all kinds of podcasts. But you can do all this work to resourcing. And if you're resourcing something that is not in line with your values, then it doesn't have meaning for your life. Yep. And I think that that's, that's a midlife crisis in a bottle there, friends. <laughs> that's what that yes. is. A oh, quarter I've life crisis. All, or... I've built all these skills and developed all these assets, but they have nothing to do with what I actually find meaning in. Yeah, yep. that is. A... It's a midlife crisis in a bottle. Um. <laughs> all right. So what is... The takeaway here, friends, I would say your homework, uh, should you choose to accept it, is where can you focus more or where can you apply some energy in your life towards practices that promote health for health's sake as opposed to trying to fix something or fix a problem or fix even fix yourself? Because let me tell you, as a health conscious person, right, we are we are likely to fall into the trap of thinking that we can biohack our way out of being human <laughs> or having human, like yeah. having human struggles. So where in your life can you celebrate the practices that contribute to your health and well-being for the sake of contributing to your health and well-being and that that is purpose enough? Yeah. And I think it's a fun exercise. A lot of times people find their way to a wellness practice through wanting to prevent or treat something. Mm -hmm. But being able to let yeah. go of that, being able to let go of, you, you might find your way to gut health because you're dealing with acne but being able to let go of i take these bitters and these probiotics for my acne and focus on the fact that you're fostering gut health which has a range of benefits that far far expand beyond Fixing preventing or treating acne yeah and so really trying to sit with what what do i do to foster wellness and health in different parts of my body my nervous system my mind and my spirit Yes. All right, friends. So stay tuned because we have several more episodes for you on understanding your stress. We're going to be talking about expanding your window of tolerance. We're going to be talking about what the heck polyvagal theory is all about and why it's been such a game changer in the world of how we understand the nervous system. We're going to talk about allostasis. We have so much locked and loaded for you all in the podcast in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. And Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Move Nourish podcast. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Forrest. And we will catch you next time.